0: Welcome to another NY Jets Fans Podcast with hosts Davin Sharman and Chris. Please make sure y'all follow us on Twitter at Jets Fans Podcast and Instagram at NY Jets Fans Podcast as we get into another episode with y'all and hopefully y'all are staying safe with this virus still going on. It's absolutely ridiculous and crazy but we're hoping that y'all are doing good as well and this will make y'all feel better. Um, let's talk about Joe Douglas' press conference call. Um, I'm going to basically talk, talk about what basically what, what he's talking about. And you, Sharman, and also you, Chris, will talk about how y'all feel about it. So, um, basically, he talked about the offensive linemen and why he signed Greg, uh, Greg Van Roten and the other guys like Connor and George Pratt. He was just saying they could play more than uh, one position. And, and also, they, they could be, you know, versatile in those positions. And, basically, they they smart. And they fit the scheme. So, so, how how you feel about that? Um,
1: uh, kind of what I have been thinking about. I think right off the bat when I looked at uh, George Fant uh, from Seattle and what he was, uh, what he was doing uh, when he was in Seattle, you could tell he's not. He he's not. His strengths are not, you know, as a straight up blocker. You know his strength is as as an athle- an athletic mover, you know, a guy that could get to certain spots. And you, you think about what Gase would need, you know, you think about what Gase within his scheme what he needs, you know, in an offensive lineman. And and we've been talking about this here uh, for a couple uh, a little a few times. We've spoken about the fact that um, that Gase loves offensive linemen that like to that move and 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 uh fant used to play basketball you know he played more college basketball than college football actually and he's a he's a late bloomer basically he played you know he hasn't played enough football to be you know to be known as a more of a left tackle than actually what he used to be was a, i think it was a point guard or power forward or whatever it was ridiculous but that's to show you the level of athleticism we're talking about and you think about why you would get a guy like that when you run in zone, a zone scheme because zone scheme, offensive linemen, all uh, offensive linemen that sh- uh, you would need to move, be able to be athletes, you know, more than anything. You'd, you know, not that uh, at the point of an attack that they shouldn't be strong. And he is very strong. His technique is just garbage. Uh, I mean, it got a little better in the last couple of years but his technique is still, he really needs to work on still, but he's very strong. And you should, uh, I think on Twitter, there was a couple of times uh, people highlighted the fact that he went uh, against uh, best pass rusher in the NFL last year. Um, in my mind, uh, 49ers uh, Bosa. And he stood his ground, you know, but even when, whilst standing his ground, you could see his technique was all over the place. Uh, Van Roten, a uh, he- uh, great hell of a pass a uh, pass blocker um again very uh, like like uh like re- uh, like uh, Joe Douglas said he's he's versatile play god play center you know um a good pass, pass blocker like i said um McGovern i mean this is this is an upgrade at center we haven't had a level of center like that since uh since uh uh, what, what's his name, Davin? Uh, I'm drawing Mangold. a blank for some reason. Mangold. I'm sorry, man. There's <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Legos>, any
2: <laughs> shot of having him on here. You know that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. That that that's bad, man. Uh, man, listen, Mangold, man. Whenever I see you, I'll apologize. You know, we should, as just fans, we should never forget your name or your face. Um. <laughs> um. No, I'm and it's so sad. That was so long ago, you think about it, to have a level of a center. And and in my and for me, I I still think McGovern is still not top ten in the league. So imagine you're not having a top ten player and that's the first time in the last what? How many years that you've had a player of his caliber at center? I mean it makes you know, um yeah, you know, it, it it you know. So I, I applaud Joe Douglas for what he did for for what he did with the offensive linemen. Definitely, especially making sure that uh, you don't just go out there and just get any any who any offensive lineman, anybody, just because they're they on offensive line. No, you want to get somebody that fits what your offensive coaches does, and and that way it will it lends itself to more of a <clears throat> You know, um, it's gonna be more. Um, it'll be more of a plus. You know, it it'll be it'll work out better if you have somebody that could fit in the scheme other than just getting a body. You know, so so I I I was I was uh pleasantly surprised. I mean, again, uh, there's still a lot of work to be done, but um, I was definitely pleasantly surprised.
0: That's what Joe uh, Douglas has I, says as well. Is that. It's going to be more work – it's more work that needs to be done, but this is just the beginning. So, you know, expect, expect more. And then maybe may also that, that could be also the draft, you know, especially it might be number first pick or second pick. Nobody knows. Oh, okay. hell no. Definitely. Yep. I, I think the biggest thing, too,
2: with, uh, with getting these guys that are versatile on the offensive line is that we seen last year when one guy is hurt and these guys are not versatile – and they're put into a different position that they can't play, it becomes a nightmare. And last year our offensive line was a nightmare because between injuries and they're not playing together long enough. So I think that's the hope, too, that if there is an injury, yeah, the guy that's playing guard can move to tackle or uh, center to guard. You know, like they could be versatile and move around in case there are injuries. Um, So I think – and that was a big part last year. You know, I think until Harrison took over at center – you really didn't have that uh, cohesiveness in the offensive line when he was there week after week. Not that he was great; I'm not giving him that much credit. <laughs> but just having him week after week, the same guy, you know, hiking the ball, uh, snapping the ball to to Sam. I think that helped out so much. And the offensive line was better at the end of the year. Still bad, but not as bad. So, and I think that's what he's trying to do too: just getting versatile and just getting give me these starting five. I want these guys, five. you know, this five, and we're going to, you know, by the end of camp and whenever that camp is, um, you know, they'll have their starting five, but guys that can move in and out as well.
1: So There you go, Def. Def. Yeah, uh, depth. Yeah, um, depth, absolutely. That, more than anything, um, um, I think, I think uh, uh, Davin didn't bring that up, but uh, to add to what Davin was saying was that um, depth was something um, um, that was on his mind, on Joe Douglas's mind, you know, it's talking about um, the best of uh, the best teams in the NFL are made with depth. When they lose an offensive lineman, they're not panicking because they have to go get somebody off, you know, somebody else's roster. They have somebody right there that could work, that could come in. And you know, I think about I think about the Cowboys all the time, and how they lost their best player on offensive line, and you almost couldn't tell. You know, and you think about uh, Brian Bulaga was injured last year for the Green Bay Packers for a while, and you almost couldn't tell. You know, think about the better offensive teams in the league. Their offensive linemen have offensive linemen waiting in the wings. So if somebody falls, somebody could just step in. And that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to create depth for the Jets.
0: Last but not least, uh, Joe Douglas did promise Sam Donald's uh, family that they will try to Protect him as much as possible because he has been <laughs> in hell for the first two years of his NFL career. So let's, let's hope that that really comes true, which is a very good start. Um. So Chris, I'm going to ask, I'm going to uh, let you know what Joe Douglas said about the one year contracts. He's basically like in, in short terms is basically, you know, if you want a multi-year contract, uh, basically you have to prove yourself. Um, You have to prove yourself and he's, so on the budget line with his numbers, $5 million for Brian Poole, which is a steal. Um, we got a lot of guys that's on one-year deals. Is, is that very smart of Joe Douglas to do and why?
2: Oh, it's absolutely brilliant. Great, great job on that part because during the season, now he can evaluate those guys as well and say, okay, if they're playing well and fitting into the team and the system, then yeah, we're going to sign them maybe to a longer-term deal. And if they don't, you know what, after a year, now next, next offseason comes around and some of these guys aren't, you know, guys that you want to hold on to. Now you got a lot of cap space, once again, for next offseason to improve the team in whatever way we, we need to be improved. Hopefully they will all work out, but we've seen every offseason. That doesn't always happen. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that they, that they all work out. We could sign them to a little longer deal. And then next year will be set up. You know, we don't have all these holes on the offensive line at cornerback, you know, so, and wide receiver as well. And um, I, I think, I, I think it's, a, it's a positive in every way, given short deals, because there's really no bad mistakes. You know, you, you don't make a mis- If if Worst case scenario, if they're horrible, or if they get hurt or anything, <laughs> after one year, they're gone. You know, that's it. They're not signed long-term. We could bring up a couple of guys right now that we're kind of stuck with. You, you've been harping on it for almost two years now. Uh, with um, Quincy Inunua, with, with his contract, horrible. Giving it to a guy that's had the, the neck injury, and now he's got another one. So we're probably never going to see him play again. Uh, Bell, not that he's a bad player, but you know what? That's a lot of money to spend on a guy that didn't really play as much as we'd like to see him play.
1: So I think what two I think, Yeah, I think what matters the most about what you're saying. Just to kind of piggyback on what you're saying. Um, uh, in a situation like the Jets is, when they they're not a finished team. They're not even close to finish. They're not even. We're not even sure if we're started. You know, you're not in the position to do these things. You're not in the position to just take money and spend on one guy the way you should, You know, that they have been doing over the last ten years. You know because then you're doing all that and then you have all this major holes behind you. You know, it's almost like, you know, you're, uh, you're trying to fix a a roof that has a, that, you know, that you, that you basically put paper mache, you know, (laughs) to, to hold it up. Like it don't make no sense. You know, even if you use the nicest material to build the roof, there's no way it's going to hold because it's sitting on paper mache, you know? So it's basically what's going on is that um, in my mind or in my opinion is that Joe Douglas is trying to create a new sense of Jets culture. And I know there's been always been a lot of talk about culture around this, around one Jets drive for the last (laughs) for how many years, but this is the real, to me, this is the real start of it. Basically putting your foot down and saying, this is how we're going to do business from now on because we know what we need, to be and but we're not here yet, so we need to start purging the 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 the, um, the roster, getting the guys that we know that are core players, and then getting their sidekicks, you know, getting their helpers, you know, to get on, you know, and without spending tons of money where we we're all wrapped up in it, and then we can't get out, and then now, um, you know, like in the case of Quincy Anunua. You know, you spend all that money, and then you can't get a you can't get a replacement for him. You know, there's no you know. So, so I think I think I think I like it in the in the sense that I think it's a cultural move. It's basically saying, hey, this is how the Jets are gonna be going on from now on. This is how we're gonna do things. We're gonna do things in the best interest of the whole team from now on. You know, instead of just plugging holes with guys, you know, like like uh, like Johnson that's going to come here, you know, use the Jets as a scapegoat, get paid a bunch of money and just disappear. Don't do his job, you know, and stuff like that. You know, we don't do that anymore. We, if, if you're going to come in, you're going to come in on a one year prove. If you, if you prove it, then you might get a deal. If not, you're not getting anything. We're not going to fall, fall apart anymore on that whole, Oh, it's a Jets thing. Look, we did paid somebody 70 million a year, you know, that that's what I'm. That's how I'm
0: looking at it. Yeah, and Joe Douglas said, you know, that's what he wants to bring. He wants to bring a culture where this team is actually winning, for not just you know now or whatever. The next year after that, uh, of an actual rebuild. I'm going to call it an actual rebuild, a real rebuild, but for the future <laughs> down the line. Um, so, Charmin. So speaking, speaking of we talking about deals, um, they did ask Joe Douglas about uh, Clowney, and um. With uh, Joe Douglas and the Jets being interested in him, and basically he said, "Yeah, but we doing our due diligence." So what does that mean for Clowney and him wanting that seventeen to eighteen million dollars a year, and he only brought it down two to three million dollars?
1: I uh, like I said, I think it just goes to show you again um, what Joe Douglas's vision is for the Jets. Um, he knows that he needs a pass rusher. He knows he needs more than anything. Um, I, I don't um, – uh, you know what? I take that back. I'm not going to say Clowney's a pass rusher because he's not really a pass rusher. And I know it's a te- technical term and people are going to kind of lose their minds. But he is not a pass rusher. He's not a guy you will just line him up on the left side like, let's say, a Robert Quinn. You know, beat a tackle over and over again to get sacks. That's not him. You know, he's a mismatch freak. That's what he is. Basically, you put him anyway. Put him on a guard in the A gap or the B gap. Put him on a center. He'll because of his ridiculous strength and athleticism. He could beat somebody and make them look foolish, and get a stop on the run or you know get a sack here and there. Um, But he is not a the what you say a quintessential pass rusher. So 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 he wants quintessential pass rusher money, but he's not. And also he. His injuries, like Chris has been talking about for the last couple of weeks when we recorded his podcast, um, the, he has a knee, you know, and teams are starting to ask questions. Hey, man, are you really going to be able to play a whole season for us? If we're going to be signing a whole long contract and you can't give us 16 games, you know, what's the point of us giving you all this money? You know, so, so teams are starting to hedge their bets on You know, you might have to take less because you're not giving us, you know. And I think the Jets, I think the Jets are doing their due diligence. I think doing their due diligence means that uh, they're probably setting the bar at what they think he's valued at. Probably reached out to his agent and say, "Listen, you know, we we're interested. You know, we think he's going to be a great addition to us. But you know, this is what we have, and this is what we could give you." And this is it. If you want to come talk, come talk. If not, if it's all good, you know. But but I think I think that again. I think that that kind of culture kind of speaks a loud like a loud volume across the league because then the more agents and more teams they know the Jets and the way they do business, then things are gonna change. You know the way teams deal with the Jets are gonna change, and and uh, the, the way players you can't just use the Jets name and throw it out there and say. Oh yeah, the Jets are going to pay me 18 million dollars. How much are you going to pay me? When everybody knows the Jets don't do this anymore, you know. So you can't use the Jets as leverage anymore. So his due diligence in my opinion is him, you know, reaching out and letting probably letting clowning people know, "Hey, listen, we're interested, but <clears throat> but we're not going to be going, you know, overboard, man. This is where we at, you know." Yeah, totally agree. I,
2: um you said it perfectly. Um I think with his injuries, that's really holding everything up more than anything. Um, He has not played much. You know, he's, I I shouldn't say it that way. He has been hurt a lot in his short career so far. He's had the knee injury where right now it's basically bone on bone in the one knee. And he just came off of uh, uh, another surgery on his, on his, what is it? The chest area, right? Or stomach area, the, whatever it is
1: and um, it was a core injury right core injury right that's it yeah yeah
2: so you know you're coming off that and now these guys you know like you said earlier you know they can't do a physical on him so how do we know how how healthy he is he might be healthy but and this guy's a big gamble to take you know if he's asking he's obviously the money's gonna go down now but even if you pay him 10 million that's a pretty big gamble for a guy that's only gonna probably give you eight games yeah i mean that's that's a huge gamble i mean when he's there, yeah, he's a very impactful player. Nobody's de- nobody's denying that. I mean, but the nope. problem is how many games you're going to get, you may not get even eight. You know, <clears throat> what is injury? We don't know. So too many question marks with him. I don't see the Jets. If the Jets do sign him, it's probably going to be for a low amount. If it gets to that far,
1: mm-hmm.
2: one-year deal, kind of what mm-hmm. he's been doing, kind of show me, let's see how healthy you really are. But I, I really don't see the Jets signing him.
0: Uh, I, I'm Agreed. going to say this. What I'm going to say is that he'll probably take a one-year deal. Um, I could see a 10 million with incentives. Incentives is going to be how many games he plays, mm-hmm. sacks he get, and how many tackles he would get. You know, and Absolutely. that's going to be the best deal. That's the best deal he has. He's going to have to go for because I don't see him even getting 15. Not even close to 15 million dollars at this situation. Yeah, that's a, I would. I would so bet so much of a would, risk.
1: Yeah, I would bet money that probably one of the reasons why he's turned off by all the contracts he's seeing is what Davin just said. That they probably have a bunch of them his money tied up in incentives. It basically telling them, telling him, listen, if you won't play sixteen games, we're gonna cut you off of this. If you can't give us twelve sacks, we're gonna cut this off. If you can't give us this amount of, we're gonna cut this off. Or or the or vice versa. Or, the only way you're gonna get this set of money is because you give us 12 sacks. The only way you're gonna get this set of money is if you play 16 games. And 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 he probably he and and I under, understandably <laughs> doesn't want to sign a deal that's laden, that's laden with incentives. But dude, I'm sorry. That's all you got. You know, it's not really your fault. You it's just the circumstances. You're injured. You're you're injured a lot, and teams have to protect themselves. Simple as that.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's true. We'll definitely see what happens with Clowney as the still the days and weeks go by and this market is getting lower and lower. Um let's let's uh Chris, so let's talk about wide receivers. This is this is your favorite one, and I know you've been wanting to hear <laughs> about this a lot. Uh he's, he said he's very high on um Perryman and um and Crowder. Uh he he was Robbie Anderson nothing but the best. He's with his old coach, uh Matt Wool. He has done a, a good job with the with the Jets. Um, he did say that he is looking. Uh, he tried to look at the. Uh, he did his diligence on Hopkins days before they got traded. But you know, they, they bid it probably higher than what what Joe Douglas probably offered. If Joe Douglas offered, um, what? How would you feel? How would you feel about what Joe Douglas? Um, at least looking at Hopkins and Diggs and what could that mean? Could it mean he might be training for a wide receiver or he might maybe go go with a wide receiver in the draft as well? Maybe, who knows? Oh,
2: He's definitely going to go wide receiver in the draft. I mean, maybe first round, second, third, but he's definitely going wide receiver in the, in the draft, no doubt. because we're still thin at wide receiver. Um, I think it's good that he looked into Diggs and he looked into Hopkins, but I think in, in both of those situations, especially in Hopkins, <clears throat> it wasn't just say a second round pick that you'd be giving up for him that we probably would have to give up more than a second round pick because gotta remember the, um, the Cardinals also gave up Johnson too. Not, you know, I mean, he, when he's healthy, he's one of the best running backs in the league. So you got to add that to the package that they did give up. I mean, I know he's hurt a lot and, and all that, but still, but let's say, let's say if they would have got him for a second round pick and a, a lower one, let's say a fifth round pick. Um, but still, I think the big thing with Hopkins, Hopkins wants a, an extension on his contract. So you're talking over $20 million for this guy. He's a great player. I'm not putting the guy down. But, you know, that's, that's the thing you got to put into your mind that maybe that's what kind of turned him off because that's what Hopkins wants. And I think that's why the Texans, that's part of the reasons why the Texans shipped him off because maybe they thought, hey, if this guy wants 20 million, He may sit out this year. He may not play that hard this year and blah, 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 blah. Are you – wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. Are you you defending –
2: No. No, no, no. No, I'm just giving – Don't do that. No, I'm not defending him. I'm just giving you – I'm just giving you a little bit of a possibility of what I'm hoping this is the reasons why they did it, because
1: well, well, there's yeah, no because other reason to do you're, it. You're basically, yeah, you be, you be, you're trying to come from a sense, you know, from a, from a place of common sense. Right, but know, I'm also trying any, to put it
2: in where, why Joe Douglas would have said, all right, we're only going to give you a second round pick because I still got to pay this guy and I still got to pay Donald next year or the year after I got to pay Jamal Adams is extended. Ex- right extensions coming too so all this stuff comes comes into play now because once you pay these guys you know that salary cap space that we have is going to dwindle very very quickly very because yeah,
1: very quickly yes. yeah
2: because Darnold's going to get you know if they sign let's he's say get paid. Year. Yeah. yeah think about what these guys are getting get 25 30 million he's going to get <laughs> if he has a good no. year that we think he's going to have he's <laughs> going to get 25 30 million
1: yeah <laughs> um, um. So and 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 I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, begrudge him his money at all. No, uh, we no. have <laughs> we hadn't had a, a a solid quarterback in a very long time, and I would like to keep the kid around for as long as possible. Um. On the wide receiver front, uh, definitely. Um. Uh, I think I think that I think we've, uh, everybody that has uh that any kind of common sense. Would, would, would attest to the fact that that was the dumbest NFL football move that they'd ever seen. Uh, we know who Hopkins is as a wide receiver. He's basically the, you could argue, he argue, but one, two, or three. Right. Wide receiver. In the easily. League. Yeah. And easily. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, and the reason why signing him for your team where you already have him on board, even if he wanted more money, It's because you have a young quarterback to protect. Hands down, for the best, for the best, for what's best for Deshaun Watson, you would sacrifice and do whatever you have to do, even if that meant getting rid of the other wide receivers you had and getting younger guys. That way, you wouldn't have to pay them money. Not get rid of the one guy on the team that your young quarterback has affinity for. Anyway, that ship has sailed. But back to the just the Jets. Um, I think doing is again doing is due diligence again sniffing around. You know, hey man, what what do you think of this? I think I think as far as far as I I would go, I would give you a second rounder. You know, would you would would you guys even? No, we wouldn't. Fine, all good. You know, and and that and that's it. Because because at the end of the day, these moves are not really. <clears throat> For the in the best interest of the Jets. Like I just like I said before, we have too many issues on this team. So for us to just be spending a bunch of money on one or two players. You know, there's way too many holes to be taken care of. So spending all this draft capital on on trying to get Watson here is one thing, not when we have issues at corner, we have issues at pass rusher. You understand me? So (laughs) so so him sniffing around the deal, this, yeah, hey, what do you guys think? You know, it's a good thing. But but he knew in his heart that that's not the best move for the Jets anyway. You know, unless it would be at the value he thought it would be. And if they weren't going to bite, they weren't going to bite. Um, talking about Rashad Perryman, um, uh, Jets fans, please. Rashad Perriman is not a better wide receiver than Robbie Anderson. And I will argue that with anybody, I don't care who says, Bershaw Perriman is not a better wide receiver. Uh, his physical, his, his athletic traits, oh, definitely better than Robbie Anderson's. He, he, the way he catches the ball away from his body, fine. But the way he runs his routes, it seems like a guy that's been, running, that's been in the league for that long, he should be a better route runner. He should be better. His science, his his, his uh, his work should be better. And and uh and we will have our resident uh, uh Jets X Factor uh Joe Blewett, on in the future to explain what I'm what I mean. But um Perman uh, Perriman is definitely a physical specimen. He's tall, long arms, could catch the ball as actually as fast as Robbie. Um, But he's at the nuanced game as well a wide receiver. He's just not there. And so you're talking about we got we basically got ourselves a wide receiver three. That's what we did. You know, he's not even a two in my mind. Right. He's barely. If if he's a two, he's barely barely a two. You know, and people will point out to the fact that <clears throat> that he he shot, he he played really well. um, in, in, for the Buccaneers, and I will point out to the fact that the Buccaneers' offense, basically, if if you can't put up numbers in that offense, I mean, you should need to be out of the NFL because it's a vertical passing game. It means that they give you as many targets as you could handle every game down the field. It basically throw the ball down the field almost every chance they get uh, – um, their they is coaches known for that he um i mean you could listen to any nfl pundit or or espn talking head they will tell you the same thing um so he has the capacity to do it like i said because he could catch the ball across uh, away from his frame pretty well and he's very athletic and he's very he's a, fast he's a,
2: he's a first so, round talent so he's
1: right no exactly talent is so, there. right but but <clears throat> but he lacks the nuance which when when you've been in the NFL that long for that long, I start questioning your work ethic. Mm-hmm. If if you know if how much time are you putting into your route running? If if you haven't mastered certain things, is something he has some bad habits <clears throat> that doesn't really, uh, uh, you know, kind of uh, that kind of hinders him for the fact that he's a tall guy, you know. Um, but like I said, I um, I I, uh, I think we've been talking about that behind the scenes. Uh, bringing in Joe to kind of break down all those guys um um to kind of explain what what I mean when I say that Perryman is like he's missing the nuance uh version uh part of his game and he that's what kind of holds him down to just being kind of a third uh a number three wide receiver right now uh um, or kind of a or so so number two. You know, in my in my opinion, Robbie Anderson would have been a better get. But that ship has sailed <clears throat> It is what it is. They went out and did what they had to do. They lost one weapon. They tried to replace him with another. It's, it's fine. It's fine by me.
0: Well, I just think that you know, all in all, in <clears> general, <throat> uh, shout out to Jameson Crowder. Um, thank God we still got him because he definitely yes. played his ass off, and that chemistry with him and Donald is, is ain't gonna do nothing but grow. So yeah, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Crowder. Um, oh, definitely. So so uh let's talk about uh what he said about Pierre De He said uh Pierre had a hell of a year, um two thousand eighteen. as we all know, uh nineteen was it was his so so and so on, but he said he bring he bring he could bring a leadership to uh to the you know to the cornerbacks. You know, to the cornerbacks in that locker room as well. uh and that's why he brought him in. He gave Brian Poole hell hella credit uh for, for being I think he said number nine, I think as a nickel mm. as a nickel quarterback mm. so uh to sarman so yeah so how so how you feel about uh pierre De and what he said about brian Poole?
1: um off the brian uh brian Pool first uh, uh i respect that i think i think we uh, we had already talked about the fact that we thought that we would probably have to pay him at least nine million a year to get him in house the fact that we got him for five million is ridiculous <clears throat> it shows Again, shows the vision of our front office and 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 what they're planning to do for the future. Um, yes, Brandpool had a spectacular year, but if you go back in his career, you will you will tell you could tell that he has been up and down for most of his career. He's never been a consistently good corner, and he had a really good year last year, which speaks to probably the system he played into in more than him in my opinion, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not here to slander the guy at all. I actually like him. Um, but uh, again, when, when you say things like that, you would probably say that's probably what the general manager and the front office people said, you know, Hey, you did well in the system this year. Let's do another year. And then if you do well again, we're going to give you a three year deal. You know, that makes sense. That, that, that covers both our butts. You know, if, if your game falls apart, then, you know, Bye bye. You know, if your game stands withstands it and you keep playing at that level, we're gonna we're gonna um bless you with more money and a longer contract. Um for Pierre say um he had a hell of a year in 2018, man. Uh but you would you would, I think I think you guys would agree that he's at the basically in the back end of his career. Um you would not um I think it's more of a foundational. Piece. He's not. I mean, not the foundational piece, but he's kind of a, uh, an aid at this point for, for us because we really ain't got nothing that corner, man. <laughs> we don't have anybody really, you know. I don't care what Athanallet <laughs> says, you know. We who we got, man, other than Brian Pool, you know. Uh, and and please don't. Pepper me with the whole uh, bless on us Austin. I love the kid and his moxie, but he only played like two games. That was that were pretty good. <laughs> two or three games. That's it. And he's a rookie. So that means he could have just been playing those three games off of just off of his adrenaline, basically. Because again, because because then the fourth game he got benched. What did he do? What 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 made the coach get so pissed off that he benched you? probably because you were doing something that he told you not to do over and over and over and over again. And then you did it. And then you probably gave up a score and he bent your butt, you know, stuff like that happens because they, because they have all this confidence and it's misplaced because the coach is trying to teach you something. You don't listen. That happens to young guys, you know? So <clears throat> I'm not going to um, hang my coat on, on, on the fact that um, Austin is going to be a number one or a number two. It's, 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 it's way too early for that. Um, he's still he's still a piece that we have in the locker room, but let's see what ha- what happens. I like I like the addition because we we definitely need the bodies. Uh, You're just I don't know about either. the
2: injury too. What's the end. Yeah, exactly,
1: the right? And been and hurt the
2: last two years.
1: <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And 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 all I'm saying is that this year is another piece. Just add in another piece. You know, a body. You know, um, I, I don't. I'm not. I don't have great expectations. I think, I think if he does well enough and he hangs around, it's fine. But I think, but I think it's, it's Greg Williams' uh, mind, you know, to just add the depth, add the pieces, you know. And then, most likely, in the draft, fortify those positions. Basically, drafting somebody that's going to be the number one corner in, for the next couple of years. Drafting the number one left tackle. You understand me? Drafting the number one left guard, because that way, then you would, then you have backup. You have backup. You know, you, you you know, and that's what the depth is about. So, so I I like what they're doing. I like the way he's handling everything.
2: I mean, just just think about <clears throat> not just in the quarterback position, but think about the offensive line, cornerback, and wide receiver. Just you talk about depth. We have nothing. You know, forget hmm. about depth. We don't have like. Now we got some depth, I think, at on the offensive line. I think he's repaired that. But just
1: think depth about where offensive he, line and D line. Yeah, that's it. Right.
2: I mean, yeah, and just but just think about like where where this team was when he when he took over, and where it is now. You know, he's got still so much to fill in with the wide receiver and the corner position, even the offensive line. As much as we got depth, we don't know what these guys are going to be yet. You know, mm. starting yep. every game. Yep. Got he could be really good because we've seen it you know two years ago where he had a he was very good and right. then we seen last year he didn't have that good of a year maybe because he was injured so that probably took its toll so um, I think uh, I I just think it's like you said it's just another body we need as many bodies as we could get so obviously the draft I think this is where he's gonna have to hit a home run with, with the draft. It's the most important part in rebuilding this team is hitting well in the draft because we've had so many bad drafts in the past, I don't know how long, (laughs) unfortunately, but we've had bad drafts, and that's what's put us in this position because we have no depth whatsoever, and that's how you build the team up is through the draft. So he's got to hit a home run in this draft, and it's going to be hard because of the situation
0: that we're in, you know, and um, we'll see. Um, I, I think I think all in all, in general, it's a one-year contract, so you know it's 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 kind of a low-risk, high-reward type of situation. Yeah. It could be it could go either way.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. There you go, uh, Chris. So we so they talked, actually, told Douglas about C.J. Mosley. What was in Quincy Anunwi's injury uh, update? Mosley is doing well. He's going to play. Be, he's, he's, he's he's good. He's he's good. And Joe Douglas is excited um, that he will basically come back as you know on top of his game. But Quincy and Nungwaz still still uncertain. And they didn't. I'm surprised they didn't ask about A.V. Williamson. I'm guessing he still be with the team per se. Um. So, but how you feel about about uh the injury update with these guys?
2: Um. It sounds great with C J Mosley. It would be great to have him back on the team because he's a hugely impactful player on that defense. Um, I mean, look how well we played. I mean, in that first half before he got hurt, I mean, we had such a great first half against Buffalo in week one. And then after he got hurt, we just fell apart. But um, you add him to that defense, as well as they played last year, you give Greg Williams a player like Mosley to to utilize, that's, that's going to improve our defense tremendously. Um, and uh, Quincy, you know what, I love him as a player. I mean, I think we all do. Great player, but you know what, this is a second neck injury. I personally don't see him playing this year. Um, he may retire. He may just try to rehab it all year because he does have a lot of money coming to him, so I don't blame him for trying to rehab. But uh, sadly, I, I, I don't know if we're going to ever see him play again, even, not even just on our team, but in general. And he was a really good player for us. And, but, you know, two neck injuries, man, that's that's not, not, not an easy thing to come back on. So, excuse me. So uh, we'll, we'll, I mean, I'm hoping for the best with him too, because I, 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 really do like him, but uh, I, I don't see him playing ever again.
1: Everything Chris said, <laughs> 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 I, 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 t- I totally agree with, Um, I mean, it is i mean Avery williamson is one of those players that i i i really He's yeah, another one uh, he's he's but i think i think he i just i don't i i don't want us to get rid of him i think <clears throat> i think uh we didn't get to see him play alongside uh mosley and um with his he is a highly above average linebacker and and um and he would fit right at home with uh with Mosley in the middle um we have what we have um within um in in uh, what's his name uh <laughs> for some reason that, uh guys you going to forgive me I haven't been uh I haven't been right, feeling too too good lately but um I'm just I'm just. Um, I, I think. I think the movement of a lot of the players, a lot of the additions, or bringing back a lot of the players again as depth. I, I think. I think Avery Wilson, Williamson, like I said. I think they're. Um, I think. I don't. In my opinion, I don't think we should get rid of. Uh, I think. It, I think we need to see him and 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 Mosley ran together. It would be really good in my opinion. Um. Um. Uh, Quincy and Nunwa, Like I said everything Chris said, man, you know, I, 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 I wish to, you know, I wish that he never got injured because he's his attitude and the way he plays football, just kind of, he's like, he's an old school kind of football player. You know, he'll eat no matter what. He don't care. You know, (laughs) if it is on your head or on your stomach, he'll eat. (laughs) He don't matter if he has to, you know, put you through the ground he'll eat. And, And that kind of attitude is something that you need in a locker room. And unfortunately, you know, his way of playing is also what kind of contributes to the injuries. And, um, you know, it's sad, but that's, you know, you can't really invest a future in a guy that you know that had two neck injuries. (laughs) I mean, you know, because the third one most, most likely would be the end of his career in one way or the other. And we don't want the other. I'd prefer to see the guy retire than seeing him on a Sunday afternoon have a neck injury and he can't move and that's it. You know, I want to see that.
0: Just say, no. well, we'll we'll keep an update on the while, But I'm glad C.J. Mosley doing good. And I think A. Williamson is recovering well as well. Uh, we'll oh yeah, we'll you saw you saw on on the
1: that. you saw the memes right with him sitting on the train yes. with his Jets uniform. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seeing him him somewhere, see him all over the place, man. That was funny yeah. as hell. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I was about to say we'll keep an update on that. And uh, they did ask about the the, the edge rushes. Um, Joe Douglas has shouted out Greg Williams, which we always do uh, for doing a great job with this defense. Because nobody, nobody, I don't think no just fan projected um, Greg Williams to do such a good job without Mosley, without Williamson, without a, without a few guys, and still kept up with a lot of yep. teams defensive wise. Um, did say something about uh you know about Clowney and then he said uh you know, don't be too surprised if he looks, you know, trade wise or draft wise. Um how you think Joe Douglas is gonna take this approach, uh Sharman?
1: Um the options are open. I mean the, the the pass rushes in the draft are few and far between in my opinion. A lot of guys a lot of the guys are raw. Uh in my opinion. Again, um I'm still very, very young a uh, very green um at, at evaluating talent. So um but in my opinion what I could see as uh probably the better pass rusher in the you know we all know who the best pass rusher is and he's going number two in the draft, hands down. But the second best pass rusher and he is second by a very long stretch is uh Clevanch Ven- Chase on uh out of LSU and I'm kinda iffy about him. He has the kind of he and and the more i i read a lot of uh write ups about him the more i i he has a kind of a character that i like uh that we got, we would like um um hard worker um very dedicated guy uh very uh, the high energy kind of guy um but he but he is not i don't know if uh, Greg Williams will value him at a number eleven pick, you know, so I don't know if that's gonna be an option for us that high up. Uh, we have other things we're looking at uh, i e tackle um or wide receiver. so um but um but draft um i mean uh, trade, you know um, uh, you know or still signing a free agent you know i think I think we need to keep in mind that uh and is still not signed yet you know he's still he's still not being traded he's still not moved yet um and like we said earlier clown is still out there so you know i mean you know if it fits what the jets wants to do yeah uh but i but I like the fact that he keeps it in mind that he knows that's a need that the that the jets have so um he will be keeping his air to the streets uh, to do it either through free agency or through the draft.
0: Yeah, uh, I think I agree with that. I just think that uh, all in all in, in general and at the end of the day, you know, it was a great conference from a uh, call from, from Joe Douglas because he really didn't have to, <laughs> but I think, you know, it was good that he updated not just, just the media, but us fans too. Let us know that he, he know what the hell he's doing and he got things under control <laughs> So shout out to uh JB for that. Um let's talk about our, our backup quarterback that Joe Douglas signed. And I, I know that y'all both want to get into it. David Fells uh signed the one year, I think it was a one-year contract, if I recall. Um, but yeah, so so Chris, um, how are you feeling about that?
2: Uh I was hoping, obviously, like a lot of us was hoping oh. for a, <laughs> a little bit better uh backup, but um I think this signing just kind of, this one was more about, and I think we heard it last year a lot, and we were kind of frustrated about a guy that knows the gay system and he's more familiar with the system. I think it's, now I think it's even more important since we really don't know how much of an off-season kind of training and practice time these guys are going to have. So to bring in a guy who doesn't know the system and really have not much time to really work in it and learn it. It might have been better to bring in a guy like him because he knows the system already. He's very familiar with the system. He's been with him with Miami and I think with Chicago as well. So I think it's a good thing, As as, bad, as not as a great name as we were hoping. You know, I'm sure a lot of us was hoping for a better name. But uh, I think in the end, I think we got somebody who's familiar with the system. And I think uh, with the situation that we're in with the virus and who knows when they're going to ramp up any kind of off-season training practices, OTAs and all that stuff, who knows? So I think to have somebody who's familiar with the system, I think is the best thing. Let's, I'm just crossing my fingers that we never have to see him play and he <laughs> plays every game this year and we don't have to worry about it. and. That's what I'm hoping for, but I, I think in that way, I think that's the reason why he was signed was more for the familiarity with the
1: with the system. I um I was disappointed. Um, I think I like I think like Chris pointed out. I think we uh I would I wish that we could could have gotten somebody else somebody more stable. Um. And uh, I always worry about. But I understand what Chris said what you said, Chris, about the whole um the fact that uh, under those under these circumstances, unprecedented circumstances might I might add that um that there won't be really any off season and you don't have a choice but to bring in somebody that's kind of uh familiar with at least the system itself. Um I just hope that's the end of this whole bring in system guys thing because um Again, um, I know, uh, I I would like our um, our coach's offensive system to be a little bit more dynamic, that it doesn't have to be only a guy that uh, you know that that played with him a few years ago that could learn it, you know, or, or or could fit in it, you know, that he could kind of mold his system into fitting around players instead of players fitting around him that's neither here nor there. That's for another day. Um, no gays attacks. Um, <laughs> um, I just, uh, I was a little disappointed, but I, I kind of understand under the circumstances. I
0: think, I think all in all in general, uh, we can, we can get back into this topic, uh, preseason, <laughs> you know, and maybe, maybe he'll find somebody else that he, that he likes, you know, talking about gays per se, uh, you know, Joe Douglas. So, um, it's Just for now, we'll, we can definitely get back into this topic. Uh, let's 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 talk about uh, who do y'all think was the uh, was the best signing for this team, uh, Shaman?
1: Oh, it's it, hands down. It's uh, Corner McGovern. Uh, um, I like I stated before when we talk about our offensive line, uh, we haven't had since uh, since our center we had several years ago uh, Mangold. We haven't had we haven't had a center that comes anywhere close to Man Gold uh, since he retired. Um, McGovern is is the closest, and he's and in my in my opinion, he's about top fifteen in the league. You know, and he's not even top ten. So um, so I li- I like him. I like his attitude. I like the fact that he kind of kind of embraced the idea of coming to New York pretty early in the situation. Uh, and uh, I think he's gonna be a I think he was a steal at the at the at the at, at the price. So definitely, in my in my opinion, the best signing the Jets had this year, this off season. Uh,
2: for us, I think um, I think the corner was is going to be a, a huge impact, and it's a big if. If he plays like he did in 2018, we got basically a steal because he was really good in 2018. He fell off last year, uh, they're saying more because of his injury and he was playing with a, I think it was a hamstring injury most of the year. So, <clears throat> I, I think the, the corner, what's his name, uh, Brasier, right? Brazier, yeah, Pierre yeah. Yeah, I, I think he's gonna be a huge impact because last year, for the most part, I mean, look what we were throwing out there at corner. I mean, our starting cornerbacks are not even on the team anymore that we opened with last year. Uh, and it was a revolving door all year so if we could get that again, just like with the offensive line, if we could get some kind of stability out there at corner, it'll go a long way. So I, I think he's going to make a huge impact for us.
0: Yeah, uh, Daryl Dar, uh, Roberts signed with the Lions. Uh, God bless the Lions' heart for doing that. But uh, <laughs> I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to take a different route. Um, I'm going to say a re-sign was was important, which was uh, Alex Lewis. Um I'm not gonna say he's not the, the best per se but he, he he fits the system fits the uh game system well and he and he does and, and he knows how to move from more than one position and he and he does the damn job <laughs> you yeah, know he, he played pretty good so, last yeah, year yeah that's what i said it is, yeah, and it doesn't had, have to yeah be the he, best, had, he had but, definitely, yeah
1: definitely yeah he had good good play in in a lot of be in good spots last year yes definitely yeah, again so not, not really as consistent important. as you want but yeah, yeah he was he was uh, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah, but it's it's at the end of the day, is you know, Sam Donald could be comfortable with with certain guys, and and Lewis could be one of those guys. Like I said, it's not the best, it's not the best, but you know, at, at this at this at the way, it wasn't too much uh, free agency. The line definitely wasn't too much good options, but you know, bringing back Lewis was was the right decision. So I'm going to say Alex Alex Lewis. I'm,
2: I and to, and just to add on to that is to be honest, this is with any, with any team with us, it's going to be about staying healthy because last year, how many injuries did we have? And it was every, every week, we had a different offensive line, different corners were starting. So if we could get some kind of luck with the injuries this year, that's Mm. going to go so it's going to go so much of a longer way in how, how this team performs. Uh, I know it's going to be a tough schedule. We'll get into that later on in the, uh, you know, when we start talking about the the season and everything. But I think health has to be a big thing with them because you'll see, I mean, the teams that win usually are the teams that stay the the most healthy at the end, you know? Yes, very true. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not like the old days where you had dynasties where the teams were just so much better than the bottom teams. Like here, like if you could stay healthy throughout the year, you're going to have a pretty good season. You know, as long as you're well coached and you have – Decent talent, and I think every team in the league right now has decent talent, decent enough talent. You know, like with with our injuries and everything else we went through, we still finished seven and nine. When you think (laughs) about it, I mean, when you look at that team last year, my God, how did we finish seven and nine? Is 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 a miracle (laughs) almost? No, I'm not even joking around. It's just serious, right? So to finish seven and nine, I think if we had, you know, CJ Mosley all year, how much better we would have been. You know, how much better we have been if we had a healthy offensive line? Uh, if we had Quincy at wide receiver healthy, if we had Darnold healthy for all year, just imagine Herding. how much better we would have been. We could have won three or four more games last year. That's,
0: that is the <laughs> truth. Um, even hurting, <laughs> We we lost Herden and right. we I'm lost sorry. Yeah. Daniels as well. So yeah, yeah <laughs> the list goes on. Yes, yes, it does. Um that, <laughs> great point, Chris. Great, great, great point. Um, let's let's get into some NFL news. Uh Multiple teams, let's talk about... Wait, 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 uh, before you get there. Ooh, go, go right ahead. <laughs> hold on, another, hold on, hold right, no, on. No, 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 no. Thank you, Chris. No, no, thank you,
2: Chris. Go right ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, we, we talked about the Jets' biggest uh, biggest impact. What's the biggest impactful signing of any team out there? No, Not a team that re-signed a player, but a team that signed a player or traded for. Who's going to make the biggest impact?
1: I, I, can I go first?
2: Sure. Right.
1: <laughs> Hopkins to Arizona. Yeah. I think I think I think I think the, the the rookie QB showed you that he could be a pretty dynamic throw of the football, and he could move, and he could run, he could get it open, and he's pretty accurate. Put tie that together with a, a, a wide receiver that's damn near Hall of Famer, and he's only probably halfway through his career. So uh, you just look out. In my in my opinion, you if you're going to play that team this is going to be an issue if they. If they just address what 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 they had as a problem and 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 the offensive line wise, yeah, it's gonna be a problem, man. They're gonna be a problem. I think that was a really big signing for Arizona.
0: I think I'll go with uh with Buffalo. It's, it's a gamble, but they needed a number one receiver really bad, really really bad. And having Diggs is is very important for for Buffalo because of the fact of the matter is that Cole Beasley. And oh, I forget the other wide receiver name. Y'all, y'all know. John Brown. Men. Thank John you, John Brown. So yeah. Brown, Brown, and Beasley—they both is not number one material. But having Diggs come in there and maybe set the tone for for Josh Allen to even be more accurate, <laughs> hmm. help this help this offense really out and make Josh Josh Allen a better player for, for that team because they got the defense. Shout out to Fraser for making that defense a poof top three, top three. Yep. You know, maybe number one, but. Um, other than that, like if they get the offense together, that team is could be really a threat in that in that AFC conference alone. So most definitely, yeah. So if if Josh Allen can get it together, just watch out for Buffalo this year. True.
2: I think Chris. For, for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the easy one. Was, <laughs> I, I figured one of you guys would have picked him, but it's got to be Brady for me. I mean, I, I was gonna I was gonna say uh, Rivers with uh, the Colts too but I think Brady even more so because of what he's going to bring to that team hmm. on top of just what he's going to bring on the field. He's going to bring, you know, on the sidelines, being the leader, being a, a basically like another head coach along the sidelines. He's been, yep. and what he's going to bring to the front office yep. and, and everything up there because he's been with the Patriots for the last 20 years. Hmm. He's had the inside information there. how to to, to run a team, how to build a team, how to to sustain a team. So even when he leaves in another year, two years, I know his contract's for two years, but let's say he does stay for the two years, even if he doesn't win a Super Bowl, this team is going to be so much better as an organization after he leaves, you know, from everything that he's going to teach them and everything he's going to bring to them. So I I think he's going to have the humongously biggest impact. I mean, I, I thought he was the easy pick. Um, another guy, you know, like I said, Rivers, I think, on the, the Colts, but he could go either way. I think he's a gamble because what he played, how he played last year, was it just a bad year? Was it age catching up? It could have been a lot of things. So we're going to see how, how he does in Indianapolis. So, but I think Brady's going to have an incredible impact on the Buccaneers.
0: Also, I think also with with the with why I didn't pick Philip Rivers is because it's a it's it's a gamble. Mm-hmm. Rivers Rivers has been a hell of a quarterback for this Chargers team for years, and last season has just made us so optimistic about about his play, about his playing, and and the way how he plays. You know, he had, he wasn't on top of his game. They could have won more games than what it what it was, but Rivers yeah. just hasn't found that guy and. And, yes, they have um, – I'm going to say, yes, they, the Colts have – I'm not going to say they're going to have a better receiving core. I don't know other than T.Y. Hilton and uh, them losing Ebron. Um, they might look for a receiver in the draft. Who knows? But um, I just feel I just feel like it's a gamble. At all costs, it's a gamble. And, and we heard that Brady was interested in the Colts. And they, but the Colts wanted to give them a one-year deal and not a two-year deal. I just feel I just feel as Revis is more of a gamble than Tom Brady. You want if you really yes. want to win, you 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 go for that guy that's going to bring you a championship, and that's and that's a good point, Chris. Because Mike Evans and Godwin, two Pro Bowlers. Lord, don't oh, forget about it. O. Yeah, Howard, yeah I, I, want, I want that. You know, I want that. <laughs> and you and you draft for a an offensive lineman guy. Lord, you're you're, you're yeah, ready.
1: Don't don't <laughs> don't forget about their two tight ends too. Yeah, Cameron Bray, I and, Yeah. I mean, I mean they have weapons galore, man. So, yeah, you're giving, you given I mean, you given you given a <laughs> given the old dog a bunch of new tricks.
0: <laughs> right, it's going right. to be a
1: problem. going to be a, I mean, if uh um I think I think it's been spoken about uh almost to the ends of the earth by now, but you know, people trying to diagnose how you know, how much of Brady's game is still there and whatever. Uh, When we played him, I saw it, you know, I mean, I saw, I saw he he could still throw the ball, man. He just was not on the same page with his guys. Um, I think, I think if he could get on the same page with the kind of talent that, that, uh, that they have down there, uh, it's going to be a problem. Um, He could, he could still perform, man. I mean, he can't be Tom Brady 10 years ago, but he could still be Tom Brady, Tom Brady. So, and he's not going throw
2: 30 interceptions either.
1: And he's in the no. best position. No, right. no he... quarterback will throw 30 interceptions. None. None other than Damon Wentz. Right, right. And I think he's hey, in the best hey.
0: position because two, like, last two, two, three, maybe even three years, Brady did not have the receiving tight end core that, that he has as of right now. So It's, it's yep. going to make his job even more easier, the, the routes, True. the seven yards, the ten yards, the five yards, you know? it's it's going to make it a lot easier for Brady and it's going to make that that NFC what is it north or south it's one of them that that's going to make that competition very great.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's oh. going to be nice because it, it's, this is the same this is the same uh conference with uh the Saints, right? If I'm Yeah, Saints and um, Falcons. Panthers. Woo! Yeah, it's no, definitely going to be a crazy
2: gonna, division this it's year. It's going
1: to be crazy. Yes. Yeah, cuz oh, the Saints gonna are going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Again. there you go. Again.
0: What <laughs> the Saints uh bringing, uh out, out also Emmanuel Sanders, uh number two, number two guy for to get to get that weight off of Michael Thomas uh back was a great signing mm-hmm. as well. I I, I never forgot about that, but that that was a great pickup for the Saints. Yeah,
1: they've been there there was a bunch of good signings, man. I I Jenkins wouldn't even go, if you want
2: to talk to yeah. the Saints, Jenkins I thought was I think he's gonna be an even bigger impact on that yeah. team than uh Sanders.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, right Yeah, they, they there's gonna be like I like I I like a lot of signings like um I like the the Falcons signing um the the pat the Rams pass rusher what's his name uh the outside linebacker oh
0: I know what you're talking about oh my God why we can't think of yeah because names? They, <laughs> they lost
1: yeah today is not our day um but but <laughs> but no but there there was a lot of good signings uh, and I think I think one of the ones I should have really pointed out too was uh the Ryan Tannehill signing an extension with the Titans. I mean, um say what you will about ryan tannehill he was he is their quarterback right now, you know um if he stays within what they plan you know on offense for him to do, he could do it. They don't ask him to do too much, they ask him to do things within his power, and he could do that you know um um they play they play that same kind of scheme, you know run the ball into it until until you give up, and then you know throw one through make a couple throws here and there, that's it. You know, so them, you know, them paying their guy, I, I, trust me, I'm not really mad at them. I know it's Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> but yeah. still, it's their guy. You know, it, it, he he plays within what they what they do down there in 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 Tennessee. He he is uh he's gonna he's not gonna be again he's not gonna be one of the top five quarterbacks in the league, but he doesn't have to they don't ask him to be simple as that.
0: I think I think with Tannehill, yeah yeah the, the numbers are so high but at the same time I think none of us didn't expect Tannehill to make such an impact coming in for Mariota and 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 he does and and, and he does deserve that. So I'm I'm gonna give Tannehill his credit when credit is due. So shout out to you Tannehill and don't forget I'm the one that called out <laughs> you was coming, you going to I need a million dollars. You did, you did. I want to see him do you it did. again,
2: though.
0: You did. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. definitely. I'm not definitely. going, yeah. you
2: know, hey, I'm more power to him that he got the contract. I'm not going to put it down that way,
1: but
0: I, listen to me. I don't see
2: him I doing again.
1: it again. I, I, for of everything I said, I said, hey, it's still Ryan Tannehill, but it's <laughs> their guy. I didn't okay. say it was my guy. <laughs>
0: <a> no. guy. <laughs> not
1: my guy. I didn't say you know, it was my guy. <laughs> right,
0: exactly. You know. Yeah.
1: You know. Again, if you're not asking him to beat the world, he he's 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 a pro quarterback. Again, people sometimes you forget. You know, because Jameis Winston throws thirty interceptions doesn't mean every quarterback behaves that way. Tannehill had, is not a garbage quarterback. He is an average quarterback. That means if you're not asking him to be to put set the world on fire, he could actually look good. And there's games, and that's the thing where people look at like there's games where he made three or four throws and everybody's like, oh my God, I can't believe. Well, wait a minute, unless you're a Jess fan and you've been playing against Tannehill and you know, he could make those throws. You know, he could. And 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 he's been injured for a long period of time. And there's a lot of reasons why he did not do it on a on a more uh, consistent level, but again, if you're not asking him to be Tom Brady, he could look, at, he look fine, you know. Run the ball 40-something times, Let him throw the ball 15, 18, 20 times, he's fine. Now, if you're asking him to throw the ball 40 times, ah, hey, man, whatever. Yeah, if your will falls apart because of that, then it's on <laughs> you. Yeah,
0: just about, just about. So yeah, so let's get into uh, Ngakwe. Uh, multiple teams is uh, talking, talking to the Jaguars about trading for Ngakwe. Uh, what what's it gonna What's it gonna take for uh, for Ngakwe to get traded?
1: A lot. Yeah, I think it's gonna take <laughs> at the
2: very least a second round pick. But I think it's it's probably they're probably holding out for a first round pick, oh, yeah. and I don't blame them. I mean, what what did the uh, what did the Chiefs have to give up for for uh, Ford? last year. Clark? Yeah, Clark, I mean.
0: oh, I think, it was, yeah, I think it was a lot, but um, I think it, <laughs> it was the first m- round. I think it was the first yeah, round. Yeah, it was a first, first round pick. It was a pick, of I remember.
2: Yeah. So think about that. I mean, who's going to give up?
1: It was you three do picks, that. I think. Something like that.
2: So l- let's say if it's a first, first or a second round pick, at least, and then you got to talk about, you got to sign him to a contract. He just signed the, the franchise tag, which I think is about $20 million for a defensive end. So, who's got – here, I'll, I'll, I'm going to give you guys the top ten teams with cap space that have at least 20 million, say. There's not many of them. But well, I'm going to give you the top teams that have cap space that could take – that could sign him on top of trading, him, trading for him, obviously. So, number one team with space is the Browns.
0: You think they the would do Browns it? The Browns, getting them? no. no. You don't think the don't, Browns are going to go. I don't, okay. I don't think they're no. going to get him. They already, like, have, they was, they already they
1: was, have a, a high-end uh, um, defense. Garrett. Yeah, yeah, Garrett's
0: yeah. coming back. I don't see them doing it. I All think right. they was more focused on offense. I can see Beckham possibly yes. getting traded, but we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that <laughs> another time. But Go right ahead, Chris. <laughs> another team, the Texans? No. I don't <laughs> see them doing it as well. They already did a dumb trade. They don't need to... <laughs>
1: so, so, again, <laughs> for this for second time today. Are you defending Bill O'Brien? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not defending him on this one. So that's
0: Go true, right, this would crazy. be this would
2: be a smart <laughs> trade to make and he won't do it. So that, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and we gotta talk about us. We have cab space.
0: I, I can see it possible. It all depends on what the price is price is.
1: Yeah. I don't think he will give the, up a price, one if for the him. price
0: is right. If the price Look is right, the, I could see Joe Douglas. I think Joe Douglas is looking into it. But well, he wants to know what the Jaguars are asking for in order for this so, trade to happen.
1: So Seattle for Kansas City had to give up a, a first round pick and a second round a first round pick of last year and a second round pick of this year.
0: And also an exchange an
1: exchange, and exchange yeah. third round picks. So that's okay. three. That's why I said three different for for Frank Clark and 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 yeah, I oh. I would kind of put <laughs> Ngakwe and Frank Clark about the same level in my opinion. All so, right, so yeah, let's go with teams.
2: that. Let's go with that. <laughs> Sheesh! Would you give that up for him? No. no. Okay.
1: Again, <laughs> not us. We're not in the situation. Listen, I listen. I, I more than anything, I, I, I would love more than anything for us again. But again, too many issues, too many holes we need to fill. You know, we can't give up that kind of space, that kind of capital uh, for one player when we have too many, so many issues. It's, it's just unfortunate. You know. We need, a we need wide receiver. We need it. We need other stuff. This next team is going to be a good
2: possibility because they have the trade capital. Is the Dolphins?
0: Uh, yep. I they could, have to the unless could, unless, could, unless they have
1: to go up and get two.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, right, I right. agree to that. Um, they have multiple picks. Um, I I, I can see the I could see the Dolphins doing it uh, with them putting their money on Byron Jones and a couple other players. I I can see them doing it. But it all depending on the price. It's all dependent on the Jaguars' action price. That's what it comes down to. at the end of the day. I yeah. think it's going
2: to be right about what we said. You know, at least yeah. a one and a two.
1: One and a two. I feel like
0: yeah, you could give out the one to next twos. year. I could see them doing it.
1: Yeah, it's going to be something That's... like a one and a two or two twos, because remember, it was a one, a two, and an exchange of threes. So basically, you get you had to give up three picks. You know and um so 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 some they don't want that much
2: and they may have to they may have to trade up a, trade up a bit to get to it because i think the redskins and the lions are not a hundred percent committed to those picks so they could if someone gives them a decent offer they're going to trade down
0: yeah i heard the lions are in favor sounded, right now in the band
1: yeah all. we said we said that man i mean if i mean why on not? The face, <laughs> on the face of on the face of everything, you look at what the what uh, what Detroit needs. Um, getting one corner won't erase all the needs they have. They have more than just one need. So if somebody's giving them multiple picks for that spot, they will give it up. It would be stupid of them not to. So um, yeah, I, I, we we've we've already uh, established the fact that that spot at number three is probably where the hot is going to be a hot commodity. Uh, at the um, at the in the draft as simple as that I think so then, I think a lot of the moves that we're waiting to happen is going to happen on draft day I think I think Trent Williams I think uh, and Yannick Ngakwe I think oh, these guys are going to probably get done in the throes of the draft that night most likely I could see that and the next team
2: possibly Detroit
0: I could, I could, I could. I don't know. It all depends on. It all depends on what the Lions going to do. But I won't be surprised to Lions. Lions have been doing some stupid stuff, and, and they <laughs> like to do things the Patriot way in, in the NFC. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, that they
1: is just, why they won't do it because they're <clears> the Patriots of. You know, See, the Midwest mm-hmm. or wherever the ah, yeah they, they think
2: they're smarter than you, so, so they won't do right. It. <laughs> so they won't do stuff like that. You kidding uh-huh. <laughs> oh, Let me okay. know when you want a fourth round pick. We'll do it then. That's what they'll say. lord! <laughs> so here's, here's an oh no wait. You know what? They can't do this now, I don't think, is the Colts. Because
1: they got rid of their first round pick, right? Yes, they did. Yeah, but they, they just did. signed didn't they just sign a defensive end and a defensive tackle? I, I know they signed so. a big defensive tackle Well they tackle. traded
2: for what's his name? Buckner. Right from the 49ers, and they traded him yeah. for first round picks, so and now they don't got they a first round
0: pick. Right, yeah. But the Colts, still, but but the Colts could still pull a rabbit out the hat if they if so. I will not be surprised. I will not be surprised. I will not be surprised. That's the sleeper. They, they're a sleeper as of right now for me.
2: The Eagles are next, but I don't see them because they just signed uh, Hargrave. Um, yeah. Right, so I don't see them. They they're pretty stacked now at the front.
0: And, and front, also, they got a uh, Darius Slay too.
2: Yeah, so I don't think they'll they're make good. a trade. Right,
0: I don't see it uh, either. The Skins,
2: I don't think the Skins will make it. No, they good. I uh, think they
0: are right on defense. They need. They just need a lot of offense help right now. What about the Chargers? Ooh, that's interesting. Uh, I'm not too sure.
2: Not too sure. Uh, I'm gonna give you two more teams after this, and then that'll be it. The rest. I'm not too sure. Don't have 20 million to to sign.
0: <laughs> <in>. <laughs> Jesus, but I'm not too sure about about the Chargers. Chargers need too much yeah, help nah, on the offense. The Chargers,
1: yeah, the Chargers themselves made a couple moves themselves that they that they kind of tied themselves down. They made some moves so, already, actually, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they, they did. signed yeah. Chris Harris. Yeah, they signed Beluga.
2: Yep. Um, and they got uh the other guy. I too. think they
1: got a defensive tackle too. Yeah, um, a, a nose tackle. I'm trying to remember. Remember who they was, they too. traded for
2: Trey Turner. They did. Yeah, as
0: well. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: so they they made some moves.
0: Yeah. Yep. Those are the two teams, Chris?
2: The other two teams are uh, either Tennessee or Buffalo. Maybe Buffalo's Buffalo. I don't good. think Tennessee, Tennessee. Tennessee's in their uh, division, right?
0: Right. Yeah.
2: Tennessee. So I don't think they would trade with them.
0: I don't even think that. So. I don't think. I don't think Buffalo will want them neither. I, I don't know. Buffalo defense is already good. I can't imagine Ngakwe with that team because that that really means it's, it's over for it's over for the and they, it,
1: AFC. <laughs> and they resigned. They resigned their edge too, didn't they? Didn't the Didn't the um the yeah, Bills so. resign uh, yes, the Barrett? I think that's his name. The 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 defensive end. Yes, I think and so. didn't Diggs cost them
2: a first round pick or no? Yes, they,
0: yes, they did. Yes, they cost they did. them four yes. picks. Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep. Right, so I don't think they're going to make another big trade for guys. I said, if, they, if
0: they would have, Lord Jesus, help the AFC. Cause now, now <laughs> yeah, they got right. <laughs> Their first
2: pick is a two. They got a two, three, yeah. four, a five, and then they got two sixes. Yeah, they, I don't see them doing it. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> it's it's going to get interesting. Like you said, I think it's going to be on draft day or after draft day when these things are going to happen. Because after yeah, draft yeah. day, um, Miami will know, you know, did we have to trade a couple of uh, picks to get to uh, – or whoever, right. or maybe San Diego, you know, because I'm sure San Diego's going to draft a quarterback. So it's going to be interesting, definitely.
1: Yeah, be interesting. because all you want, all let's be let's be right, let's be real. All, all these teams want is uh, to clarify their positions, and with the draft, the, the 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 later rounds that happen, the more clarification you'll get. You know, because right now, yeah, you have an idea of where you're going to pick, or I mean, you know where you're going to pick, but you don't know. What players are going to be available to you at, at those positions? So so then when though when that starts quali- uh, clarifying, then you could take uh, uh, a step in the re- direction of filling in a hole that you could not, you can't, or you don't foresee yourself filling in in the draft. You know, then that might that might mean taking a kind of a gamble and trading a pick or for somebody, you know, or or, or getting somebody or paying somebody because you know that hole needs to be filled, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: Uh, before we get into the last topic, uh, I, I just read an article from somebody, one of the Jets fans, uh, not even Jets fans, from S and Y. Uh, Cowboys will circle back with trade for Jamal Adams if Jets have trouble extending them. Do do y'all do y'all feel like it's going to be a problem with Joe Douglas <laughs> extending Adams? This is just a quick one.
1: Nope. That's all I don't have <laughs> yeah i don't it, i don't uh, i don't foresee that being an issue
2: yeah i I think he's going to get he's got to get signed to an extension. he has to i I don't see any doubt. I think if he was going to get traded, I think we would have heard more trade rumors this off season about him um, yep. you know, like we heard enough during the trade deadline this past season about it, you know, did it happen did it didn't happen? I think we would have heard something we haven't heard anything, any kind of, so obviously they're not looking to trade him, Otherwise we would have heard something. So I, I think it's just a matter of getting the money figures straight down and all that. But I see him, unless he doesn't want to stay with us and he's just, you know, going on Twitter and everything else saying that he wants to stay. I don't know, but maybe that's the only thing that would change this if he doesn't want to be here. But I think you would have heard that too.
0: Yeah. Um, I think, I think also, uh, whole thing is that with the new CBA that the fifth year the fifth year option is guaranteed so I don't think Joe Douglas is really ready to extend it right now I think he wants to make sure all the guys from free agency draft is clear maybe they'll get into it and the deal but if that if not you still got a whole nother year to, to make it happen so I don't know we'll, we'll 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 get back to that but I just want to touch base on that real quick um NFL teams, the format of 14 playoff teams is starting this season coming up. So it will be three games on the first week, I think three games Saturday and Sunday. Uh the new format, I think on the first two weeks, if I'm not too sure. Uh how how do y'all feel about the new uh fourteen uh fourteen team playoff format starting this season?
1: I I think I've made it clear that I feel like uh There's a possibility the game gets a little bit watered down. I mean, I'm not saying that it can't win. I'm just worried about it. Um, But it does give you a few more games. I mean, I guess that's what the NFL wanted more than anything else. I mean, I don't have to guess. It's the NFL. They're in the business of making money. So a couple more games and, and those weekends would definitely give them a huge sum of money when they're, especially uh, negotiating the prices that they pay those television deals. If they could uh, give NBC and CBS a few more games to put on, definitely the price goes up through the roof. So if it's, if it's not high already. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I mean, I didn't foresee it happening so soon. I, we all thought it was going to happen next year, but here we are.
2: Yeah, I, I think the last time they added a, a team was before they expanded. You know, to the playoffs. So mm-hmm. I think since they expanded to thirty two teams, they've this is the first time that they're adding another team to the playoffs. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. The only thing where I see is that the number one seed, the the only team that gets the bye is the number one team the number one seed in each conference. That's where that's a huge, huge advantage yeah. for the number mm-hmm. one seed. Because they're the only ones getting the week off, you know, the bye week. So um, for the playoffs, so I think that's going to be the biggest um, difference in this whole thing. Is that they they're, they're going to they got so much of an advantage now because we see how teams are when they have the week, you know, when they have the bye week. I think mm-hmm. the Patriots were undefeated in the Super Bowl when they had the bye week or something, yeah. or they got to the Super Bowl or something like try that. Her, I forgot what it was. Try
1: but. try your try your best to. to not mention the Patriots. They're oh, dead. They're okay. <laughs> finally, yes. finally dead.
0: <laughs> so well, like so they're finally dead. Like you say, they're so never dead. <laughs> right.
2: Like Sean says, until the body is cold and
1: I feel like the body is cold. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I, I could see a toe tag. I, I'm done. I'm good.
2: <laughs> Until I see Belichick out of there, that's when I'll start saying that are yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, not that he's not going to be competitive. I never said they weren't going to be competitive. I'm just saying they're not going to be the pain in the butts they've been for the past. No, four no, years. that's I, all. <laughs> I could still see that. You know what? As sad
2: as it is, I could still see them winning the division this year. I'm not going oh, to pick them Oh, don't
1: say that.
0: I, but if that's true, new level. if
1: that's true, because right now who, tr- Buffalo might
0: be. Buffalo Buffalo's might
1: be Buffalo's, the uh, uh,
0: favorite. Should. Yeah. They should. Buffalo should
1: win the AFC East. But just listen. If think Buffalo about who
0: they got as quarterback. Over... <laughs> yeah. I mean, but think, but think about the Patriots' quarterback, Stidman. We never even <laughs> right. saw this man from a hole in the goddamn wall.
2: That's it, though. We don't
0: know. We don't know. This kid. We didn't know anything about Tom
2: Brady, right, when he where, first took where over. Where the weapons, though? Uh, you're right. I agree. Man. Trust me, I agree.
1: Hey, uh, listen I agree. again. They've yeah. never, they've never had that many question marks. Never before. That's why. That's why I said I'm comfortable to say that I see toe tags. I think that's it. They're dead. <laughs> I think whatever is born out of Tom Brady leaving is going to be a totally different animal. I don't think they're going to be that resilient. I, almost, I like you, basically, like you almost can't kill them cockroach <laughs> that they've been I for agree. the last twenty years. But, I think they're just gonna be competitive. I think they're gonna always f- be competitive because they have one for of the what best you said coaches
2: for so long, like the last year or two. I've heard you say it. Don't <laughs> count them out until their their body is cold and all that shit. But it's so true because you've sold me on that because you're right. I, I'm never gonna. I'm telling you until Belichick retires and he's out of there, I, I, he could work. He works wonders, that guy. So I'm not saying they will, but I wouldn't be shocked when they do. Okay,
0: <laughs> uh, we'll, well, definitely we'll see as the season we'll comes on. Yes, sir. Uh, also, uh, I forgot Alden Smith signed a, has signed a one year deal with the Cowboys. Um, he hasn't played in a while. Uh, what yes. impact could he bring to the uh, Cowboys?
1: A lot. Uh, I know you guys remember when this guy was playing, how good he was. <laughs> I mean, if Alden Smith didn't have all these issues in his life, Alden Smith would probably be. Number one, one of the best pass rushers in the league, hands down. He was unblockable. Um, so um, I, I I heard, uh, what's the name of this? The Fox channel's, uh, oh, forget his name, man. Uh, but anyway, there, um, uh, people in the NFL and outside the NFL and around the NFL uh, kind of basically groomed him, took him down from where he was, put him through a few um, programs and stuff, one in particular where they paired him with uh, veterans of the Army that lost limbs and had issues with, uh, and he basically had to kind of build his way through that, that program. And then when he- uh, uh, Jay Glazer? Was through the- Glazer, right, that's the name. Thank you, uh, Davin. Um, sure. So he basically had to build this reputation, whatever that is, uh, it's just enough to give him a one-year deal uh um i love second chances i like when people uh despite falling on their faces multiple times wake get up enough to build even if it's a sliver of something. i hope he could build on that um uh of course i read i i read glazer's story on 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 how he uh um how the how how far he's come and i hope that and pray that he's finally reached a level of maturity where you won't be hearing his name in the news that way anymore. Uh, And he could live on and move on with his life that, you know. Uh, So football is not really the thing I'm paying attention to for me. But I think if you're talking football wise, I mean, this guy was an absolute monster. So if he could only, if he could give you 50% of that, he's an above average NFL pass rusher, hands down. But The
2: guy hasn't played in four years, right? I know. I, I don't that's
1: think we've he said, ever That's why I said
2: 50%. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we've ever seen a guy come back after four years. You know, I'm, I'm not, no. you know, I don't know how good he's going to be, how long he's going to be. He's also got to get the okay from the commissioner to come back, too. I'm
0: sure so. he already got that. I think, I think he Did already he? got that from the commissioner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I okay. think they be That's why I think that's goal. why he oh. signed the deal with the Cowboys is because he got yeah. the A-OK I think it was like like recent, like a month or two ago. Oh, okay. Cuz I,
2: I thought I read something where he still has to get the the clearance from the commissioner. But if he did already then Yeah,
0: we could find yeah, I'll yeah. out.
2: I just think it's I mean, it's going to be a flip of the coin, but the chances of him being anywhere near the player he was 4 years oh, yeah. ago. Oh. That's that's uh, you know, long <laughs>
0: shot. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least, uh, you
2: know, I you don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, I, I don't think I've we've ever seen this before. No, never, oh. never. But th- how old is he, said... is he too? Is he probably in his early thirties now? Yeah, yeah. that's the
2: other thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, he doesn't have the wear
1: and tear. He's thirty. It looks like he's thirty. Thirty. Right there, you go. So so hey, listen. Like I said, you know, if he could only if he could get back to fifty percent of what he used to be as good he was so good that that 50% of him is an, a slightly above average pass rusher that's mm-hmm. how good he was so if he could at least give you 50% of what he used to be whew, he could In still give the Cowboys something so
2: 2012 he had 19 and a half sacks
1: Told you mm-hmm. you guys don't i know you guys remember this but you could not you could not block this guy this guy is ridiculous he, you know his ridiculous athleticism and strength with something, and he has this ridiculously long arms, and you know he, you know, he just but had problems staying
2: again.
0: on the
1: field. Yeah, it's a lot of field issues. So, yeah. well, we
0: wish we'll you nothing but the best, Mr. Alden Smith, and we hope that it works out for you this season. But that's it for our podcast. Uh Follow us on Twitter, Just Fans Podcast, and um, we hoping that y'all still staying safe, uh, wash your hands, and, and everything, and God bless y'all and until next week, we're taking flight, and we're out of here. Take flight. Take flight.